Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to the session on semantic wiki applications and use cases focusing on uh, vertical applications. Uh, I'm Mike Dean, Peter Yim, and I uh, uh, have organized and are uh, co-chairing the session. Uh, next slide, please. This is the fourth uh, session in the uh, semantic wiki mini-series. Um, uh, that's a series of six uh, sessions uh, uh, spanning about uh, six months. Uh, uh, comprising a set of uh, talks, panel discussions, and uh, uh, online uh, questions and answers. Next slide. Uh, the uh, topic of this uh, session is uh, uh, vertical semantic uh, wiki applications, uh, by, mean, by which we mean um, uh, domain-specific applications. Uh, the uh, next session in the series will be on horizontal applications uh, that are more cross-domain. Uh, our uh, session today uh, consists of uh, uh, five uh, panelist presentations uh, in a variety of domains uh, and also uh, three lightning talks. And uh, uh, each of our presenters have been asked to uh, uh, present on the uh, what, why, and how uh, of their uh, uh, wiki projects and implementations. Uh, moving on to slide four, uh, we're going to focus, as I said, on vertical applications today. The next session will focus more on uh, horizontal applications. Uh, moving on to slide six, uh, uh, in terms of the uh, specific outline, um, we're going to start with a series of three related talks. Uh, Mayo Clinic, um, Harold Silbrig will talk about LexWiki uh, Lex and uh, Biomed GT. And uh, uh, Guchan Jiang will talk about the uh, uh, World Health Organization with ICD-11. Uh, then uh, Jay Bao from RPI will talk about uh, uh, some of the mapping and events work that they're doing on wikis. And uh, Christoph Wang will be talking about the uh, uh, use of semantic wikis for mathematics. Uh, moving on to slide six, uh, we then have about uh, three lightning talks. Uh, uh, Daniel Hans from Enterprise will be talking about uh, some applications using uh, uh, management using Semantic Media Wiki uh, 1.4, and um, uh, Professor um, Kai Chang will be talking about uh, uh, Wiki Neuron. Um, after the talk, uh, we'll have a uh, open session for uh, questions and answers and open discussions. So uh, uh, we ask that you uh, uh, throw your questions until that point. Uh, uh, feel free to uh, log them on the chat session and. Uh, uh, we can work from that as the uh, uh, discussion progresses. Um, moving on to slide seven, uh, as I said, this is the uh, fourth session in the series. Uh, the uh, next uh, session will be on uh, February 12th, uh, talking about horizontal applications. And on May 5th, we'll have a session talking about uh, uh, the future of semantic wikis with uh, trends, challenges, and the outlook. Um, I'll actually uh, keep time for the first of the uh, um, uh, main talks will be 15 minutes. I'll try to give you a uh, uh, indication about um, uh, uh, when you have three minutes left, and uh, uh, if the speakers could acknowledge uh, hearing that. That would be uh, uh, that would be terrific. Um, Harold, I, I, I'll turn it over to you. I'll take off. Uh, my name is Harold Solberg, and I work with the uh, division of. Gosh, it's harder to say all the time. Biomedical statistics and informatics, along with uh, Dr. Chang at the Mayo Clinic, and we're going to talk. We present three related talks. Uh, the the first is on LexWiki, which is about a, a 
pattern and architecture that we used and why we used it um, with Semantic Media Wiki. And then we're going to talk about two specific implementations that we've done using LexWiki. Slide two. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details. We'll catch some of that later. But um, the, our starting point was that we decided we were going to use Semantic Media Wiki. We're uh, curating uh, ontologies, terminology, well, ontologies, thesauri, and classification schemes, and two in particular, uh, Biomed GT, uh, which is the biomedical grid terminology, and ICD-11. Um, we, both of these projects aren't being developed in a back, in a vacuum. Uh, the Biomed GT has to reference, um, out, uh, ontologies from the, the, uh, open biomedical ontology community, uh, from the systemized nomenclature of medicine, et cetera, et cetera. And the same thing applies to ICD-11. Uh, neither of these projects is rich, uh, meaning that uh, collaboration gives us a lot more to do or, or gives us the opportunity to do a lot more. And both of these projects needed to expose content um, to, to a wide audience of different people. So in, in the community, or the slide four, um, the world of ontology authoring or terminology authoring, uh, if, if you look at the workflow on this slide here, uh, we start out with the experts, hopefully guided by the subject matter experts, but particularly terminology experts, or these days we call them ontologists, um, editing and invalidating a terminological resource. These resources are then published in a variety of forms. It's frightening how many of them still come out in PDF these days. But they're distributed to the user community that uses them for various um, aspects of clinical classification and the practice of medicine. The feedback loop currently, or in many of these, is, is weak. Um, it, it involves emails and uh, getting the right ear of the right person. And more importantly, um, the subject matter experts, unless they are also directly involved in the user community, or unless they also happen to be terminology experts, um, find themselves on the periphery of the process. Slide five. So what we are wanting to do is, is to introduce a, a semantic media wiki type application in the middle of this process such that um, the, the editing and validation of the terminology resource remains the same. Uh, publishing and distribution remains the same. But concurrently, we, we publish to the wiki, um, which allows the user community and the subject matter experts to, to suggest and annotate um, directly on the wiki itself. Now, we discovered and, and, and believe that the skills of uh, an ontologist are something that we can't bypass. I mean, some people think, well, maybe we could just edit directly on the wiki. But what we've done in this process is, is we actually use the wiki for gathering feedback and suggestions. And then it's then taken into an outside tool that does editing and validation while keeping the people on the wiki informed as to what's going on. Slide six. Some of the requirements we had in, involved reuse of the software itself. Um, if we were going to share it and if we were going to get subject matter experts uh, up on it, 
uh, we wanted multiple images of the same software. Slides, oh no, this, yes, slide seven. Um, another thing that we needed to do was to be able to reference uh, resources on, on different wikis. Uh, so that the ICD-11 can potentially reference Biomed-GT and vice versa. And as this community grows, these references can go across. The key to this requirement is that we need a common look and feel. If, uh, if, if we start hopping between wikis that have radically different front ends and radically different representations, uh, it's going to present quite a learning curve. Slide eight. Um, we also needed to be able to import multiple external terminologies, ones that we might not be editing, but ones that we use in the process of, uh, of, of doing our own work. Examples would include things like uh, the, the gene ontology or uh, other open biomedical ontologies, uh, upper-level ontologies such as Dolce or the uh, basic foundational ontology, as well as core building blocks such as uh, SCOS. Uh, RDF and L. Slide nine. So, what we what we decided we needed to do to make this work is that we needed to come up with a set of, of templates uh, that have a, a common set of semantics when it comes to ontology authoring. Uh, just so we know what a definition is, a designation, a note, and a relationship. Um, these, these templates would then allow us to create a common rendering if we so chose, but would also give us the flexibility of changing the appearance to, to meet specific user requirements. And it would also allow us to um, map to a standard RDF model for output so that the tooling and the editing um, could be done once. Slide 10. So if, if you overlay these, these LexWiki templates on the Somatic Media Wiki, um, the, the, the front end of the templates, the way they're rendered, provides a common presentation to the user community and the subject matter experts. And the templates also give us a consistent semantic binding so that we have a common RDF model that we can export from the wiki uh, for feedback and content. Slide 11 is just a snippet of a... Uh, a template in LexWiki so you can get an idea of what it looks like. Um, you'll notice we have both uh, MetaLexWiki, which is uh, meta components. The, the notes that start with LexWiki are, are the things that are built in. And then you'll notice also there's one called LexWiki BGT concept type. That's the tag that's used in Biomed GT but isn't shared globally across all the LexWiki implementations. Slide 12 shows a possible rendering of those LexWiki templates um, where we have the lexical components, additional properties, and associations. Slide 13 um, gives you a, a, a common output format. Now, it, it isn't ideal, and one of the things we would like to do is improve this, but this is an, an output format from the LexWiki that allows people, uh, well, software to, to gather and use what's in there. Um, where did we get this common model? And that's where the Lex term comes from, is, is from LexGrid, a, a model of terminology that we've been putting together at Mail for several years now. It's designed 
to cover everything from just code value tags such as language tags or country codes um, to the SORI, uh, which organize information for retrieval to full-fledged ontologies. And its primary purpose is the standardization of the human terminology interface. A standard, when I say standard, I should, probably should have used the word common at this point, label set for terminological resources so that we always know what the definition is, we always know what, what we use the word presentation or designation is, etc. Slide 15. LexGrid was developed in, in the early 2000s. It was guided heavily by the Object Management Group Lexicon Query Services specification is compatible and uh, there's an implementation of the HL7 Common Terminology Services specification on it. And for you in this community, note that we will also be and maintain compatibility with the um, uh, emerging Common Terminology Services too. And it's a core component of the Cancer Bioinformatics Grid, CA Big. Uh, the UK's NCVH cancer grid, uh, it has served a role at least in the national, in the NCBO, which is BioPortal, and others. If slide 16 gives you just a high-level overview of the model to just give an idea of what's going on there, um, uh, in there we, we have, for instance, properties associated with entities and three subclasses of properties, comments, presentations, and definitions. We also have a branch for the logic component. And again, this is intended to be a logical model just so that we all call these components the same things. Um, and I mentioned it's, it's, it's available either as XML schema or UML model, or we have Castor and EMF bindings. And there's an import toolkit, actually the export does um, a couple of things. It's not a full export toolkit, but an import toolkit for RDFL, um, UMLS if you're in the medical community, and others. Um, so LexWiki, it's not a wiki. It's, it's just a framework for mapping LexGrid elements into the MediaWiki templates, um, tools for translating the content into template rendering, uh, page naming tools, and, and infrastructure. And I wanted to spend a minute on page naming here. Uh, in the medical community, uh, we, we've have, we, medic, medicine has been doing coding and classification since the late 1500s. And we've, we've gone through phases of using semantically meaningful identifiers, either labels or things that identify the position of the thing to be coded in a hierarchy. And we've, we've learned the hard way that um, when it comes to identifying these things, what we want is, is, is opaque identifiers, something that doesn't tell you about the meaning of what you're dealing with and doesn't tell you the position in the hierarchy. Because if it consists of words, um, you don't get the name right the first time, uh, how do you change it? And the next bullet point said, if you don't speak the language, uh, it's non-semantic anyway, uh, is an example or, or if it represents, okay, slide 20, if it that represents a position in a hierarchy, when you begin to organ reorganize your hierarchy, what do you do? Uh, do you change the codes? And um, the problem when we get into the wiki world, however, is that non-semantic identifiers are non-semantic identifiers. Uh, yep. Three minutes, Bob. Okay, thank you. And uh, the web and wiki links just don't work with that. So on to slide 22. 
An example is something from the Agrivoke thesaurus mulberry tree. Um, start out maybe coding it, putting it on the wiki as category mulberry. Then somebody says, but are we talking tree or bush? So what do you do? Reach, change the name to mulberry tree. Then an expert shows up and says, well, that that's imprecise. We really want Morris on there. And then the expert's Chinese. So what we really want is the Chinese rendering of that. The problem is, is that the identity of the page keeps changing. And if you have links to those pages, they break slide 23. So a LexWiki name is, is a non-semantic identifier plus a language-specific preferred designation mangled to make a URL and a namespace identifier. So as an example, there's a LexWiki name, which is Agrivoke, which is the namespace. And this is not wiki namespace. This is namespace in the sense used in RDF the name and the concept identifier, and then you get two advantages out of that. Here's two identifiers that are the same class, and, and one's an RDF and one's OWL, and they're different things. And if you put the, the namespace prefix on there, you don't clash on that. And on slide 27, the key is, is you can survive name changes. So if Mulberry uh, changes, you can look it up by the code and do a redirect process. Slide 28, uh, LexWikis in Biomed GT and IDF 11. Uh, we've done prototype renderings of some of the low-level things, but it's still a work in progress. And slide 29 are the hyperlinks. So that's the end of part one. Uh, part two, um, I'll give folks a minute to pull up the slides, is the Biomed GT wiki. Um, this is about the Biomed Grid terminology, which is a project that started early in 2007, and it was instigated by an analysis of the National Cancer Institute's thesaurus, um, and, and there's a reference on this page and an interesting critique uh, done by uh, Werner Kusters and all. Could you speak up a little, please? Uh, okay. Better? Yes. Trying to rearrange the mic. Okay. Um, this, this analysis that was performed in 2006-2007 uh, went over the NCI thesaurus and, and recommended changes. There were three main points we had to look at. One was what slide how, are we on? Uh, slide number three. Oh. And, and what, and how closely or how, how it adhered to recommendations from ISO TC 37 as far as um, uh, definitions and, and just the formulations of good, solid uh, terminology. The second principle was the adherence to ontological principles, upper-level ontology, and formulating it in such a way that it can be federated or integrated with other ontologies, and how well it used LDL. Uh, amongst the recommendations that were sent back to the NCI was the notion of separating ontological classes from fiat categories uh, because they, they were getting intermingled in there and uh, were, were adding confusion as far as hierarchies and meaning. Uh, parenthetically, there was a third category, which was just words that we needed to reference the dictionary on. Um, the second recommendation was first and foremost Capture the subject matter expert's knowledge when you have them around. Capture it completely. Uh, ask the right questions. 
and worry about getting it into a description logic later. Um, we witnessed a lot of cases where they tried to jimmy subject matter expert information into a DL that didn't fit, and we lost uh, a lot of context and information in the process. We had to reverse engineer it. And the third recommendation was to, to put together semi-formal definitions, have textual definitions, but make sure that the textual definitions and the description logic statements align. If the text definition says a, a, a tree is a plant and the DL definition says that, that, that the tree is a biological entity, um, something's not correct. So start working on validating the content by crossing the formal informal boundary. The other recommendation was that they should capture all of the dialogue discussion, etc. In, in the review, the, the issue we faced is we did not know why it was there to begin with, whether they'd thought about other alternatives, etc. So we said the dialogue is as much part of the resulting product as, as the product itself. Slide six. Um, the, the Somatic Media Wiki and LexWiki was used first to make the recommendations to the NCI. And they decided after we made the initial recommendations to look at the possibility of using the Somatic Media Wiki for the subsequent curation process for carrying out the recommendations. Slide seven. This is a screenshot of a part of the, uh, the home page today on the um, Biomed GT Wiki. And the URL is up on the top there. Give you a second to look at that. And for the rest of the slides, I'm just going to take you through a series of screenshots on how things are done. Well, I say that, and then slide eight comes up with bullets. Um, slide eight, um, right, was was a was the collaborative development based on the NCI thesaurus. Uh, the key is is that the subject matter experts propose additions and changes. They don't change the thesaurus. They recommend things, and they recommend them. To, at the level of formality that they're comfortable with. The proposals are exported to Protege. Ontology exports, experts incorporate and integrate them, and then the changes are exported back to the wiki as well as to the user community. Okay, loading um, the, the native Biomed GT format is, is, is OWL. I, I, well, it's not really format. It's, it's form. The, the native representation is OWL. We load OWL into LexGrid uh, with, with a, another Lex term, a Lex Enterprise Vocabulary Service loader. We transform the LexGrid format into LexWiki, and then we load that into the Semantic Media Wiki. Slide 10. So here's a rendering of a particular node I grabbed at random, ST7Gene in, in OWL. We move to slide 11. Uh, here is the same rendering of the ST7 gene in the uh, LexWiki form. Slide 12. Here is the rendering of, of, of the gene in, in the display format that we're using at the moment to show what's inside LexWiki. And one thing, uh, I'll just step aside for a second here. Uh, under the associations, I note there's only one association, one of the issues on importing something from OWL is we need to represent not only the stated facts but the inferred facts. 
in this case, uh, for some reason, we didn't do it right because there should be a list of inferred associations underneath that one stated association. Also note that we've done our best or, or we've taken a, an attempt at paraphrasing the DL statements uh, in English text for the use of the observers. Um, we're looking at ACE as potential to help us there. Slide 13, here's the second part of the rendering where you can actually see all of the, the facts or triples, as it were, that were recorded when we put it in. Okay, now around this slide 14, we get into the workflow. Once we get it in, the subject matter experts review the content. Uh, they, they make additions and changes, and um, the changes appear in the proposal namespace. They don't make them directly to the wiki. They make them to in another namespace um, where they can be reviewed and compared and exported. Slide 15. So here's some of the tabs on the top of, of the wiki. You have the category itself, which is the gene, and then the discuss is where you can do the free form, the free text proposals. Proposed changes is a structured proposal, or proposed child concept is one way to create a proposal for a new entry in the thesaurus. Slide 16. This is a sample of... Um, and somebody editing, and that's me in this case, um, the, the, the discussion page for the, the BGT gene. And here I'm just saying, I, I don't know how to make it better, but um, I don't think the definition's correct. Um, you'll notice some boilerplate above there that has to do with uh, workflow, we'll touch on in a minute. Slide 17, I've now selected the structured proposal, and uh, we have four tabs there, uh, where the first tab is just, why am I doing this? And then we have uh, uh, lexical properties. Lexical is, is the definitions. Properties is additional properties. Associations is where it appears in the lattice. And references has to do with uh, resources we use to put this. So in this case, I've said I'm updating the definition. Slide 18, I've scrolled down using uh, somatic forms, a delightful tool that saved us a whole lot of work, and I've changed the definition slightly. I don't remember what the old one is, but I said, well, the definition needs to include the proper parent, which is that it's a, a tumor suppressive gene, suppressor gene. Slide 19. Once I've saved the proposal, um, there we have the, in the proposal namespace um, the, the name of the proposal with a, a version identifier to tell us which particular one it is, what it's for, the reason. Uh, on the right-hand side, you'll notice a status bar that tells us the state of this proposal. Slide 20. If I go back to the original rendering, you'll note that there's the line in red underneath there that shows the proposed change. So if you look up at the definition, it says this gene plays and based on some TC37 principles, we've said, well, a definition should start with the name of the, the genus, the, the superclass. So there, there's an example of a proposed definition. Slide 21. Okay, as these definitions are, are put together, or as these changes are put together, um, the community will, will gather them as, as when they believe that they're, they're ready to be implemented. 
into uh, packages for shipping out to, to, to actually make it work in the, in the authoring environment. This is a screenshot from the first page of creating a package where I've just created one, or I'm just creating one called the gene update package. Slide 22. Um, once I start creating the package, I can give it a relative priority. Uh, the namespace that I want to target it for because there's multiple namespaces being edited here. Any additional instructions to pass on to the editors. And then what I'm doing is using, um, drop down boxes from the proposals. Um, and in this case, you'll see the, the gene one towards the bottom. And, oh, of slide 23, actually there's another drop down box for the categories. But when I finish, I've, I've got an update proposal here. Um, that has two proposals. One's just the discussion, and, and the other's a formal proposal. And um, it's got a regular priority, and you know, the package status is new. So it's there, and once everybody agrees it's ready to go, uh, they change the, the, the status um, to, I don't remember the term, but ready to go. Um, oh, there we go, right there. So there's your change package, and pending receipt is probably a mislabel, but it's, it's the notion that this, this is ready to be put into the external ontology authoring environment. Slide 25. Um, the authoring environment pulls down these proposal changes by hitting the RDF dump on the wiki. Uh, this won't look current, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, we've had to freeze the RDF syntax as it's undergone some changes, but um, the, the package itself carries in it the URLs of the two workflow components, uh, and when those components are dereferenced, slide 26, then we get the, the actual export of, of the information that was in the proposal itself. I've drawn a box around the particular change I have. It's the protege tooling that actually compares this RDF to the original and decides what's changed. Three minutes. Slide 27. We're on the protege side now. There's quite a workflow management process in here. Uh, Gochin has uh, been delegated to, to take this proposal change. Uh, slide 28, um, he moves to, to edit the concept inside Protege. Slide 29, I've highlighted the fact that the definition that I proposed on the wiki site now showed up. Actually, um, there was a, a bit of machinery that uh, wasn't working here at Mayo. It, it should actually give the full delta, and I think Gochin may show some of that in his presentation. Uh, slide 30, uh, one of the components also is, is feedback from the protege editing process to the SMW, Somatic Media Wiki. And so we've implemented that by just creating some uh, special pages where you can, if you're logged on properly, which is the key, you can change the status of various packages and report back so that the information is available on the wiki. Slide 31. Um, some of the interesting issues we've hit, um, just to bring to attention to the community, is one just has to do with the software development process and the fact that the Semantic Media Wiki moves at web speed. And the NCI, I believe quite correctly, uh, moves in a more methodical fashion. Being a government agency, they have to be very careful about what appears on their pages. 
But this means that uh, we're considerably behind as far as the semantic forms and uh, other wiki components. Uh, another issue that we've encountered is that Biomed GT created a new namespace in the wiki for proposals. Uh, ICD-11 uses instances, and as you'll see in Gochin's talk, uh, the instances have a lot of advantages. The only problem is, is the instance is a lie. A proposal for a change to an ST7 gene is not an instance of an ST7 gene. But that said, the tooling works better. Um, one of the other things we're looking at is, is we have a number of format changes. We've got OWL to LexGrid to LexWiki to RDF back to OWL. And really in the NCI world, the, the OWL is the master format. In the wiki world, the page is the master format. And one of the things we're looking at is, is whether we can't make both of these pieces revolve around an RDF core using some interesting tooling that the Halo community has available. Uh, slide 33, uh, we just have social issues on how to get people involved, uh, how to be flexible enough that we can create special pages and special forms that as the subject matter experts are familiar with, and how do we respond to updates and changes quickly uh, while still maintaining the overall software integrity. Slide 34, a single reference. And with that, I'm going to have to uh, uh, apologize. I have to take off, but uh, Dr. Zhang will take over and be able to answer questions, and I'll try to monitor uh, in a few minutes once I get to my meeting. Okay. Thank you very much, Harold. Uh, Dr. Zhang? Uh, yes. This is Guqian. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. I think Peter is bringing up your slides now. Uh, we, we've got them. Thank you. Okay. So um, my name is Guo Qianjiang, and uh, I'm from Mayo Clinic. Uh, slide two, please. Uh, I would like to introduce some background about uh, WHO ICD project. Uh, WHO is uh, the World Health Organization. Uh, it has launched ICD, that, that is International Classification of Disease Revision Project, uh, since April 2007. Uh, the ICD-11 drafting environment is plan, uh, planned as a wiki-like structure uh, drawing authoring two based on a semantic wiki application. This two is called HIKI. That stands for how I classify in ICD. Uh, slide three. This uh, diagram, uh, diagram is a proposed ICD-11 editing process. You may see the ICD is rendered in like grid terminology model uh, that Harold just introduced. Uh, the content are published into semantic wiki environment where uh, domain experts may review and make proposals, uh, and then the uh, change sets based on the proposals are harvested uh, into a formal ontology editing environment for formally rendering and consistency check. Then the updated content re-enters the editing cycle. Uh, slide four. 
uh, you may see uh, the LexGrid terminology model plays the key role on rendering content and its service API is used for uh, communication with LexWiki and ProJ tooling. Slide five. Uh, this is the system architecture of a LexWiki prototype. Harold has mentioned that we develop a set of LexWiki templates for rendering content and also a user-friendly LexWiki editor based on semantic forms, extension, and a LexWiki prototype tab plugin for content lo loading and change set detection uh, were developed. Uh, slide six. Uh, now I would like to highlight some main features of LexWiki. The first part is about broadening support. Uh, for each coding scheme, LexWiki provides different views. For example, a traditional hierarchy view based on a category tree extension, a hypergraph view based on a semantic graph uh, extension. For each category, uh, the contents are rendered uh, into lexical characteristics, uh, definitional characteristics that are based on ICD-11 uh, content model and also comfortable with LexGrid model. Uh, among coding schemes, there are uh, cross-reference features and also query enhancement. Uh, slide seven. Uh, this is a screenshot of a hierarchical view of ICD-11 draft. Uh, slide 8, this is a screenshot of a hypergraph view of an ICD-10CM. Slide 9, this is a screenshot of, of a specific ICD-11 category I42.0, which is mapped to a category page in Wiki. You, you may see we are using a head tab extensions to render the contents of the category into different tabs that stands for abstract view of ICD-11 content model. See, uh, bottom of the page, the super category link uh, of a category page is mapped to the super code of uh, this uh, category. Uh, you may also see a reference bar that gives the cross-references to other language versions of ICD-10. Uh, slide 10. Uh, this is a screenshot about the cross-references among coding schemes. We think uh, this is important as it may provide uh, direct evidence about the modeling difference, difference among coding schemes in a very granular level. Uh, slide 11. Uh, we enhance the query features provided by Halo extension we set the uh, default query namespace for ICD-11. So if you just type in the keywords in search box, you will get the results from ICD-11 coding scheme only. If you would like to search other coding schemes, for example, ICD-10CM, Snowmap City, you just need to type the coding scheme name before you type in the keywords. You may also uh, notice that the queries support partial words. Uh, slide 12. The second part of LexWiki feature uh, is about authoring support. We developed a proposal mechanism to support domain users for proposal creation, commenting, evidence attachment, and proposal browsing. Uh, 
We are also working on change type detection mechanics. Uh, flight thirteen. Uh, if you are a registered user, you may see three proposal tabs in your category page. Propose change, propose, propose, propose child concept, and propose removal. Uh, clicking the uh, proposed change, you will be directed to a Lexvik editor. That is the next slide uh, 14. So you will see a Lexvik editor based on semantic forms extension that the editor also uses the head tabs extension for layout. Uh, slide uh, 15. You may see the contents of original category are preloaded into the form. User may make changes in the editor. For example, in this slide, the user changed the preferred name uh, of this category. And the LexWiki editor also supports building associations with other coding schemes. In this slide, you may see a user may propose a concept from Snowman City coding scheme as a target concept of the anatomic side, uh, we integrate, in, integrated uh, the auto completion of Hello extension with the semantic forms extension. Slide uh, 17. After saving the proposal, you may see the uh, proposed article in main namespace. You may see the curation status is set as new change a link, leave a comment, uh, support other users to comment the proposal. As Harold mentioned that we may need to put the proposal into a proposal namespace in future as the main namespace uh, is regarded as the, uh, uh, for the instance data. Uh, back to the original category, multiple proposals can be made for specific category. This is a little bit different from BiomedGiki Wiki, uh, which uses a single proposal mechanism. A uh, uh, workflow extension is developed to provide users a way to uh, get uh, quick access to those proposals made by themselves. Uh, slide 20. Uh, we are working on development of protein LexWiki interface for change set detection. Uh, slide 21. We consider that the change and annotation ontology developed by Stanford University may provide an elegant way to represent the change set. So we developed uh, slide 22. We developed uh, LexWiki tab uh, different algorithms to generate change and annotation ontology instances that can be loaded into collaborative protege for authoring support. Uh, slide 23. Uh, this is a screenshot to show the instances of change loaded into a collaborative protege. Uh, Slide uh, 24, uh, this is a list of challenges uh, we are facing and some future works. Uh, usability issue is common to all kinds of applications. I think just as Harold mentioned, it is a challenge for us to make the wiki platform attractive enough so that 
the domain users are willing to contribute their domain knowledge into the platform. Uh, although MediaWiki has provided good change uh, tracking mechanisms like history tab, how to customize the change is still an interesting challenge. Uh, for workflow, uh, we customize the uh, LexWiki like allows to fit into the user's requirements from uh, different projects. And I think uh, this is also a, a challenging issue. Uh, in LexWiki, we are using Lex grid model in representing the content of biomedical terminologies and ontologies. We also use RDF or rendering of some media wiki in our chain site detection application. In future, we consider that RDF triple store may be a promising uh, backend that could help us achieve the maximal interoperability among all those models. Uh, I also would like to mention that we are developing a LexWiki installer and will release soon. The installer will provide a full in installation of LexWiki based on BiomedCity Wiki codebase. Uh, slide 25, this is, uh, there are two reference links here. Uh, as WHO ICD-11 Wiki is still on the development, we set up LexWiki demo site in uh, our mail server. The other link is our uh, vocabulary knowledge center website where you may see tooling documentation about LexGrid, LexWiki, and the LexWiki uh, installer will be released through the website. So if you have questions, you may also use uh, form and contact provided in this uh, website. And the slide 26, so uh, the LexWiki project itself is a collaboration project among Mayo Clinic, WHO, NCI, and Stanford University. The last slide is uh, a, a list of member names of our LexWiki development team in Mayo. Thank you. That's all. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Um, our next uh, speaker will be uh, Jay Bao. Uh, Jay, can you unmute? Are you ready? Well, Peter brings up the slides. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Jay Bao. Uh, I'm a postdoc researcher at Tireless World Constellation at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute uh, at New York, Troy, New York. Um, today I will talking about our experience um, map application, how to do data integration or data mashup uh, on semantic media wiki. And we will first give a uh, introduction of the map extension we developed called Tireless World Tireless Map Extension. And then we will show two applications that use this uh, extension. So um, next. Slide two, please. Uh, Tireless map extension is a semantic media, uh, it's not necessarily a semantic uh, map um, media wiki extension, actually a media wiki extension, but it can take uh, input from uh, a semantic query. So it's also ideal to be used with semantic uh, media wiki applications. Uh, basically, this feature has two 
uh, has two sets of features. Uh, first, it, it supports that representation. Um, it can draw a map from a single point of a single coordinate or a map of result from a semantic query. Actually, it can also take input from other uh, inputs like as long as input in, in a table, it's a, it's a HTML table. It can display information provided in a KML file. It also uh, provides a layer control of mapping, so you can select a, uh, showing show a, a set of um, position locations uh, as well as hide others. Uh, it also provide navigation abilities. It, it has a location browser so that user can click on the map in the center as it clicks and jump to the position it leads to. It also provides search and filtering of location of the map. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to give a link uh, to this extension, but it, it should be very easy to find it on Google. Just you, you can type it onto the chat board later, and that will be captured into the uh, right, proceeding. Right. Um, let's go to next. Slide three. Uh, we just show two examples of how to use TLS map extension. Uh, these two password functions. The first is map objects. It takes two imports. The first import is it's a result from semantic query. In this case, we are querying about location and asking its latitude, longitude, its URL, its short name, which will be displayed on the map, and some other additional information. In this case, it's a service that provided by this location, uh, as well as other uh, another other information like the the page of this. Uh, this particular location. Uh, the second input is a KML file. Uh, in this case, it's a shuttle a road map that will be added to this map as another layer. Actually, um, the first input can be any data as long as it's in a HTML table. Uh, the second input is optional. On the right, is another process function called insert map. It directly, um, it, it provides a lower level uh, control of how to present a point on the, on the map. Um, in this case, we show a single point of longitude and latitude, 17.3, uh, 17.8, uh, and all other control uh, parameters. Uh, let's go next. Uh, so the, we have applied this extension in two different uh, domains. The first is called RPI map. Um, the, the, the idea is comes from uh, the, the, the headache we have you, we have get on um, using uh, the old-fashioned RPI map system. There are two different. Uh, system existed before. One is paper-based, and one another is uh, a long 
uh, alignment, but it's not interactive. It's very uh, trouble to use this uh, map system. So we um, try to build one to replace it. Uh, but another problem is why we just don't use Google Maps since Google Maps has already provide satellite image, a pretty comprehensive markup uh, of local information. But the question is, Google does not provide all local information that uh, API community needs. Uh, you can see on this, uh, on this slide, um, we try to do that, that matchup that particularly interesting to the API community and only locally available, so Google has no way to know it from California. Um, so there are six uh, kind of data sources we describe on this slide. For example, for event, we fetch this um, information from uh, API RSS feed, which is official, uh, for calls, we get it and pass it from uh, API catalog. Um, for people information, we get V cards uh, from API directory, which has actually uh, more than 10,000 uh, 10, of people. And for shuttle position, it's uh, fetched uh, in real time from, uh, from GPS locations. Since all API Shuttle has a GPS device on it. And for service of locations like food, performance, bank, ATM machines, they're imported by users. And building information are from old map and the old map online system as well as the, the parking map. Um, so you can see API map provide a universal portal to access all kind of information uh, that interests into the API community, uh, even before users have to go to all the places to get them. Uh, but he here we we provide a single access point that easy to use and consume of the, those information. Let's go next. The architecture of API Map uh, is. Uh, we use uh, the semantic media wiki as uh, the database actually. Um, so a, publish a publisher can input semantic, uh, not necessarily semantic, can provide data in a semantic form which will be stored in the wiki database. Uh, also we develop a couple of mediators to access external data like uh, ISS feed or API catalog or directory. Uh, all these data will also be stored as wiki page in the wiki database. And we heavily rely on wiki template to mark up those data and transform those data into semantically a curable way so that people can uh, consume those data using semantic queries. And the query result will be matched up uh, match up with the Google Map using the Google Map API and present it to the consumer. Next slide six. This page shows main interface to API Map. 
we just highlight some features of the map. In the middle is bus checking. There are two buses showing here. I don't think it's very clear on this slide, but you can check out online. Uh, the, the bus is changing all the time, in real time, I think 15 seconds. And on the left, uh, there's, there's a the pop-up window that shows information uh, of a building. In this case, it shows this building provides food, so it's library. Um, on the right is a layer control. You can choose tick or untick uh, a layer of uh, different buildings. Let's go next. Six, seven. And this shows uh, event. Uh, today's event page. All the event information are fetched from the uh, RPI official event feed. We have developed a parser um, to get the information into Wiki. Uh, actually, the main difficulty in doing that is building recognition because all the event feeds are submitted <coughs> Sorry, are submitted by different people, and they use different names for the same location. One, lo one place have, may have more than 10 different aliases. Um, we're trying to solve this problem by fuzzy matching um, names. So we, whenever a new name is found, we will have a, a, um, a match program running to select from existing locations and which one is most similar to the name. Um, from time to time, our administrators will check those matchings and uh, correct if, if a match is wrong. Similarly, we do the same thing for other mediators and agents like people or a catalog or a person a building a service. Next, slide eight. Uh, it's some uh, summary we we think why we use the many wiki since very clearly we can do it in traditional ways using relational database. Uh, we believe uh, semantic wiki helps in in couple of different ways. The first is help to uh, reduce the heterogeneity, especially naming heterogeneities. But have I mentioned, uh, one place can be called in many, many different ways. Uh, also, semantic, using semantic query, uh, we can have data flow from one page to, to another page. For example, once a user submit an event, could be a party or a meeting or any, something else, and that event will be immediately showing onto that event page as well as the building that holds this event. We can also infer something from the semantic data, like we can find the people who are in the same building. Uh, also, okay, I'll try to quit. Um, semantic vehicles support a little bit of reasoning abilities, like all seminars, also meetings, so seminars will be also listed on the event page. Uh, last but not least, Semantic Wiki provide a wiki way to input data. Anybody can do this editing from anywhere at any time about anything. It's quite flexible. Next, please. 
A similar application using the same, uh, same architecture but on different domains is a VSTO map. It's virtual solar uh, terrestrial observatory uh, application. It's, uh, it's a project that tries to integrate data from uh, different data uh, about solar, about uh, Earth and space physics. Let's go next. On um, slide 10, um, one of the problems in Vestio is to uh, query and view and about instrument since the instrument in this project uh, across the world in different places. So a traditional way to do this is to have a list of instrument. But with Semantic Wiki, we can have a better way to view this information. Let's go next. On, on slide 11, we can see we can view this uh, information um, in a more visualized way on map. That uh, this each point uh, visualize an instrument uh, in one country, a certain country. Uh, let's go next. On slide 12, we will see a particular type of instrument, actually satellite. We can uh, query the real-time location of satellite from external data and draw it on the map. This cannot be done in a traditional way. It's pretty same as the technology as bus, but underlying implementation is a little a little bit different, but the the basic way is the same. Let's go to last. Finally, um, some lessons we have learned. The first is in doing such kind of in, uh, application, the most difficult task is to do data integration because data generated by uh, from different people, they are highly heterogeneous. Uh, but how, fortunately, uh, Semantic Wiki can help us to make this uh, task easier. Uh, for example, semantic, in the syntactical level, Semantic Template can uni unify a lot of data and leave Semantic Media Wiki to explain what the data means. And on the semantic level, semantic queries and the association between the names and the pages can help a lot in recognize uh, different things. Also, uh, as the application will be used by any user, both semantic and wiki should be invisible user. Uh, so in this way, wiki only used as a back backbone database. But however, uh, we uh, user can also choose to recover this uh, hidden semantic in the wiki if they wish to. It's end of the talk. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, our next speaker is uh, Christoph Wang. Um, Christoph, can you um, unmute and uh, test the sound? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can. Uh, Peter is bringing up the slides now. Good. Yeah, I, I'm myself a developer of a semantic wiki for mathematics, uh, the SWIM system. I, I've already presented this earlier in, in the, our November session. So this time I, I, I took a bit of a wider focus and, and looked in, into different ways of, 
of managing mathematical knowledge on the web using, using wikis, and I, I did a small survey. Next slide, please. This is slide number two, and something to frighten you a bit, to show you, give you a bit of an impression of the complexity of, of mathematical knowledge bases. Um, this is, uh, next slide, please. Slide number three. This is a small, a small part of the knowledge base of the MISA mathematical library, where MISA is one of the, the most famous automated theorem provers, and it comes with a library where large areas of, where mostly discrete mathematics have been, have been formalized. And this, this project has been existing for about 30 years, so it, it has, it is not, it is not a, a system that, that, uh, they are not yet using systems like, like wikis, but well, they, they are at least thinking about that. Then there are other, um, there are other ways of working with mathematical knowledge with computers and, and on the web, um, that are common and so I, I just listed them as requirements for why, why knowledge, mathematical knowledge management is, is needed and is important. Um, that is, where computers are frequently used to support formal mathematics, for example, in automated theorem improving or for in computer algebra systems. And then there, there is a, a wide selection of, of mathematical e-learning tools. For example, Active Math is one such tool that is, that, that is an adaptive tool. And, and then there is, computers are of course used for, for publishing, um, mathematical research papers. Just think of formats like LaTeX or Math, MathML and XML web standards for mathematics presentation. But on the other hand, there, there is hardly any, any usable system for, that supports math collaboration on the web. And wikis are one possible solution to that. So let's go to the next slide and start this, the, looking at the results of my little survey. Um, I looked into wikis for managing mathematical knowledge. Some of them, some of those wikis that I found were semantic, others were a bit semantic, and, and, and even others were, were not semantic at all. I did not count wiki engines that just support LaTeX or MathML inputs, for example, the plain non-semantic media wiki, and I did not, I did not count wikis with an, just an ordinary wiki engine and, and a bit of a mathematical content, but I, I tried to, to find wikis, well, maybe not wikis which are semantic in, in a semantic web sense, but wikis that, that somehow operate with mathematical knowledge and understand a bit of mathematics. Um, just, just a short anecdote, uh, first Googling for math wiki did, to, to find examples that didn't help much. A colleague once asked me, he, he had read something about an unreal wiki, what, what that was, how, how could such a thing exist? Well, it was a wiki about uh, the computer game Unreal, and the same can happen if you just search for a math wiki. You will find, you will likely find wikis that just happen to contain some content about mathematics, but that do not actually deal with mathematical knowledge. The next slide, please. Slide number five is this. 
One well-known example is planet Mars that is, let's say, Wikipedia-like thing for mathematics, completely different wiki engine that was specially developed for, for, this, for this site. It is, it is not semantic in, in our sense, but it has, it has a, good, a good support of domain-specific metadata, and it uses uh, keyword-based search and navigation so it, it, it knows a bit more about mathematical knowledge than, for example, MediaWiki. Okay, we can stay on this slide, um, slide number six. Um, this is V-dash, named, named after, after this symbol that is, that is used in proof theory. Um, this is a proposal and a work in progress towards, towards a wiki that, in, that actually that understands a lot of mathematical knowledge by integrating the automated theorem prover, Isabel. This wiki has not yet been released, but hyped quite a lot on Slashdot, for example, in, in last, last fall. Um, and if you, if you look, if you go to that homepage and look at the roadmap, that is, that sounds quite promising to me. They want to do web crawling of other resources of mathematical knowledge, like, for example, Wikipedia or Wolfram's uh, Math World, or um, the or document scientific mathematical publications from from the archive, and they they are developing some ideas about how to how to maintain consistency of knowledge in in such a highly formalized knowledge base that should nevertheless be collaborative. So if if somebody if somebody changes um, a definition of something, then there are there will be a lot of a lot of theorems and proofs that depend on this, and their consistency must not must not be violated. Okay, the next slide, please, slide number seven. That is another another approach at doing automated theorem proving in a wiki um, about this system. That the the authors have already published some. Some results, nevertheless, the, the, the actual system is mm, something like a prototype, partly even even a mock-up, um, and they they try to integrate the automated theorem prover cock in, and in future they are planning to integrate more of them into into MediaWiki, um, and they also. Not only do they want to, to make the formal content, as you see in, in these greenly highlighted areas in, in the wiki, but, but they also want to give informal additional explanations about mathematical concepts in order to make it more understandable. Um, don't confuse this with uh, proofwiki.org. That is a completely unsemantic wiki site, that, which is just a collection of, of mathematical proofs. Without, without a lot of structure. Next slide, please. Slide number eight. This is uh, not quite semantic, but I, I found it worth mentioning nevertheless. This is a tool for mentioning your personal mathematical or scientific knowledge. TiddlyWiki is, is a local single-user wiki, just one HTML site with the HTML page with a lot of JavaScript. And this extension supports supports MathML and a LaTeX-like input syntax for this, and SVG graphics. And it can it can do simple mathematical calculations, 
and it can it can do graphing. So for that reason, it is quite interesting, but it is not really a semantic wiki. Next slide, please. We are on slide number nine now. Here it gets it gets more semantic. Mathematica is is a very well known computer algebra system that is that is widely used in the mathematical domain and in engineering and science. And well, this system itself is is a desktop application, um, but there there is there is also Web Mathematica, which is a front end that makes that makes the Mathematica knowledge from Mathematica accessible on the web. That is, it, it can render, for example, graphs or show solutions of equations on the web. And um, here's some guy who has done an experiment by integrating this Web Mathematica front end with um, um, actually a Java rewrite of MediaWiki, but the system that, that feels a lot like MediaWiki. And this system can do a lot with mathematical knowledge. It can do um, computer algebra and computations and graphing and much more, uh, basically most of the things that Mathematica can do. So this is very interesting. Um, as far as I know, this wiki does not allow you to, to build up a, a base, let's call it an ontology of mathematical knowledge from scratch, but it relies on, on the concepts that are known to the Mathematica engine, but it can make a lot of use of them. The next slide, please. Slide number 10. Here it gets more semantic in the sense as we know it. This is uh, SlugMath. That is a, a wiki created by, by a Californian math professor. And it is, it is currently still in, in, a, in a prototype stage. And as, as this tagline says, under heavy development. But ne nevertheless, I found it quite impressive what, what knowledge they've already collected. They use, they use an ordinary semantic media wiki with a few customizations and additional extensions like semantic forms. And they, they basically, they've collected the, the formal, the formal backbones of a few mathematical lectures and put, and put into the wiki one, one, one mathematical concept per wiki page and then categorized and linked these pages. And this, what you see in the screenshot, is, is a table generated by a query that shows all mathematical statements. In this wiki, for example, in, in the middle of the screen, the axiom of choice, and that is further classified by its, its statement type um, as, as an axiom, and for, the, for educational purposes, um, related topics are grouped into, into clusters. And um, on the more ed educational side of this wiki, there are also um, there is also a semantic linking of of prerequisites. What what do you have to know in order to learn a certain topic? Uh, and and there is a, bio, a bibliography of mathematical uh, publications. Not much so far, but uh, they they're working on on a very nice uh, BibTeX integration into into Semantic Media Wiki. And so the, the plan is, is basically to integrate a bibliography with, with this knowledge that is in the wiki. So it is, it is quite interesting and they, they have an impressive roadmap too. If you go to, to the, the help pages of this wiki, you will see.
their future plans. Next slide, please. Wait a minute. This is number 11. Um, this is the system that I'm developing, about which I, I told you more in, in the November session. This is uh, SWIM, the Semantic Wiki for Mathematical Knowledge Management. Um, of the systems that I, that I presented here, it is the only system that is, that is actually based on an, on an ontology that, that was engineered to model structures of mathematical knowledge. And it, um, services that are powered by, by semantics are, um, well, partly the, the editing and the, the editor is specially suited to, to a, a formal representation of mathematical knowledge. Um, then there is, there is a navigation powered by querying the RDF graph that is extracted from, from the mathematical documents in the wiki pages. And you can also do queries. And for discussing about, about mathematical knowledge, for example, problems with formalizing certain things, there is an argumentation ontology that is also used a bit to, to assist with uh, problem solutions, to, to guide uh, discussions towards solutions of problems. The first link um, is a site where this wiki is actually used for, um, let's say, for revising, for developing the next version of a lightweight ontology of mathematical definitions. Um, not, not quite an ontology as you know it from other semantic web applications. It is a completely different ontology language called OpenMath that is, that is common in mathematical knowledge management, but, but on, an, on a more abstract level, it is quite similar to semantic web ontologies. Um, and the second, the second link is just the project page. Next slide, please. Number 12. This is a short summary of the systems I, I've looked at. Um, first, whether they they are semantic wikis in the semantic web sense, that is, with uh, RDF and ontologies. Um, semantic in this sense are only the, the last two of, of these systems, but if you, if you take a bit of a wider view and look at, at support of, of metadata, then also Planet Mars qualifies as, as semantic because it has, it has a huge vocabulary of, of domain-specific metadata, then one can take a look at the, the semantic structure of formulas. That is, if mathematical formulas are not, not just um, entered into the system as they look like, but, but by their functional, their logical structure, that is telling the system more about what they mean. This is not the case in, in the encyclopedia-like systems, not in planet mass, whose input syntax is LaTeX, and LaTeX is only a little, little bit semantic if you consider Macros like frac for a fraction, this is semantic, but other macros just tell the system what, what a formula is supposed to look like. Um, this is also not the case with um, the SlugMath, which is semantic media wiki based, and with the other systems it is more or less the case. Um, then one can consider formal verification of mathematical knowledge. That is basically performed in, in all systems that integrate proof assistance. Um, computation is another interesting thing that is somewhat related to verification, but not the same. For example, a science path uh, does not check any formal validity, but it can do simple computations. Um, graphing is something that a few 
systems um, support. And then I also looked at uh, whether systems target education and learning about mathematical knowledge. This is also the case with a few systems. Next slide, please. Um, uh, we're over time already. Oh. Do this very quickly. That would help. Okay. So then I, I think I should finish uh, this, this slide that is, that is actually um, quite interesting. Um, yeah, so wiki is informal and mathematical knowledge is quite formal and it should be correct. Um, at the moment, we have a lot of different wikis, more or less semantic and more or less formal. And the, the ultimate goal is, of course, to have one, one system that supports mathematics in any degree of formality, for example, for evolving a sketch into something that is formal and can be validated, and, or for explaining something that is formal in an informal way so that it is easier to learn or combining both formal and informal data, and then you can, you can imagine validation on multiple levels of formality. Um, you do, if, if you have an educational knowledge base and you know that something is a proof of something else, then it is okay, but in, um, in security relevant systems, you would rather like to have it validated. And yeah, just as a little outlook, the, the language um, that powers my semantic wiki swim that has the potential of representing mathematical knowledge on multiple formality levels, but it is it will be a long way until this this will really be usable in in a system. So in swim, this is not yet the case. This ranges from the knowledge that is actually supported by the system ranges from very informal to, let's say, semi-formal, semi-structured, like, things like the linking structure. Okay, and the, the rest, I have, to, I have to finish now, the, the rest is, is a short outlook into, into interactive mathematical documents and another current research project of mine and our group. Okay, thank you very much. Right, thank you very much. The uh, next uh, set of speakers will be uh, uh, three lightning talks. Uh, these will be uh, three minutes each, and uh, I believe uh, uh, one PowerPoint. So uh, uh, the first uh, presentation is uh, uh, Dora Yathodla. Dora, are you on? Yeah, we did not have Dora uh, during the roll call. I hope you have joined us since. Uh, uh, Peter, should we go ahead and uh, have Daniel uh, speak? Right. Available? Yes. Okay. We might as well. Daniel, are you on? Uh, my name is Daniel Ange. I'm project manager at Enterprise in Karlsruhe, where I'm taking care of the project management and software development activities for Vulcan-funded Project Halo. Uh, I'm happy to announce that today, January 22nd, my team has released version 1.4 of Enterprise's product, Semantic Media Wiki Plus. This Semantic Wiki product is tailored for project teams to collaborate on projects, tasks, events, and documents. How can your team benefit from this novel tool? Blend project data and content. Team members can easily publish hard facts about projects, and blend them with unstructured yet important data like stakeholder assessment or project environment analysis. Make your team a community. Team communication is enhanced by giving team members room to present themselves on personal homepages and to build a social network within the team. 
leverage efficiency of each team member. Um, automatically updated tasks and event lists are giving each team member clarity about individual progress. Foster collaboration in daily project work. The Visivik editor ensures that your team has a place to capture even informal project knowledge, allowing others to benefit from it. No excuses for missed deadlines. The project dashboards adjust automatically to the hard data entered by your team. Let your team find the best way to organize data. With SMW+, your team can alter and expand the meta model easily at any time because they know best how to organize content and hard facts at any time during a project. Open up project artifacts. Upload, manage, and publish PDFs or MS Word documents and even make Baxilla bug entries accessible with our web service connector. Stop bothering your team with inflexible tools. Give them the freedom and responsibility to capture information in this semantic wiki as they need it. Download Semantic Media Wiki Plus for your project team today from Enterprise's webshop. Install it with the graphical installation tool on a Windows XP server within five minutes. Your team deserves it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Daniel. Um, let's see. Uh, our next uh, presenter is uh, Professor Kai Chun from Yale. Uh, Professor, are you on? Can you hear me now? Uh, yes. Okay, I just unmuted myself. Uh, okay. Uh, well, um, uh, if people can uh, see the slide, uh, so I could go ahead. And I forgot to put the URL for this uh, uh, project, so I just pasted it into the chat room. If people are interested uh, uh, in looking at it or playing with it, uh, this is only a prototype, uh, but I think uh, this is sort of a proof of concept. Uh, prototype so people could get an idea. Uh, so first of all, uh, I just want to give a, a very quick introduction of myself. Uh, I'm affiliated with the Yale Center for Medical Informatics in the medical school, uh, and uh, we are uh, basically doing three types of uh, uh, informatics, uh, namely uh, clinical informatics, uh, bioinformatics, and uh, more recently, neuroinformatics. So I'm involved in the latter two, uh, and my uh, background and interest has been in the bioinformatics um, or neuroinformatics database uh, integration interoperation. Uh, and recently, I'm also interested in uh, exploring this uh, standardized uh, semantic web approach uh, to um, uh, facilitate uh, data integration uh, uh, on the web. And uh, by the way, I'm also uh, actively engaged uh, with this uh, semantic web for healthcare life science interest group. Uh, which is a, a, an interest group chartered by the uh, World Wide Web uh, Consortium. And uh, within this interest group, we have different task forces, and I'm uh, coordinator of this so-called BioRDF task force, uh, which uh, focuses on um, uh, the use of uh, RDF and R as a, uh, a way for uh, identifying, representing, uh, and publishing data uh, on the web, uh, allowing this uh, kind of global uh, database on the web for um, uh, both uh, people and uh, machine to query um, uh, the interested data. Uh, so that's sort of uh, uh, the brief introduction of myself. And for the slide, so basically what I'm showing here, uh, the key part of this uh, un uh, Wiki New One project is sort of this um, um, a set of trees or, or this uh, uh, neuroscience forest. Uh, this is one example uh, forest uh, which composed of uh, uh, four different trees. 
So you can view this as sort of uh, the, the basic uh, uh, data model that uh, neuro uh, scientists uh, or neuroinformaticians could uh, really relate to, um, uh, to the, uh, um, uh, when they are doing research, collecting different types of data. Uh, they always want to, you know, uh, come up with a, a standard way to classify them. So this type of trees uh, represent a way of uh, uh, hierarchical classifications of uh, different uh, uh, concepts or classes uh, in the neuroscience uh, uh, domain or different uh, subdomains. Uh, the examples here, I uh, show uh, four different trees, including the brain uh, function trees, like you know, uh, memory could be classified into long-term versus short-term memory, uh, brain regions, maybe you have you know, uh, um, um, uh, the, the brain as the uh, root uh, class, and you know, uh, classes like cerebellum could be one of the subclasses, and, and by the way, you know, um, um, even uh, neuroanatomists an um, always debate on uh, what's the right way of classifying brain regions. For example, uh, is cerebellum belong to high brain or, or, or not uh, is uh, constantly uh, being debated. So uh, one advantage of using uh, a wiki uh, environment is to, uh, for them to uh, sort of um, uh, create a consensus uh, a tree. Uh, and uh, and uh, in terms of semantic uh, uh, media wiki, um, so these uh, uh, hierarchical trees can be represented as hierarchical uh, category or category pages. Uh, so they uh, can um, uh, collaboratively um, uh, standardize the, the structure of the, of, of the tree and also the properties uh, within uh, each category. They also need uh, a sort of consensus process or collaborative pro process to come up with um, uh, consensus uh, properties for um, uh, categories. And of course, you know, categories could be uh, related to each other even across uh, different trees. Uh, for example, some brain functions may be uh, found, you know, uh, correlated with uh, certain brain regions, and, and neurons could be uh, residing in certain uh, brain regions, and even down at the uh, synapse level, which uh, represent connections between different neurons, uh, can also be, you know, uh, related uh, between different uh, uh, branches of the trees or categories. Um, so. Also, these trees represent different levels of details. Uh, so starting at the high level, you have uh, brain regions uh, for the um, uh, brain anatomy, and then the next level down is neurons, and then the lowest level in this case is synapse, and then you have uh, brain functions, which is uh, belong to a, 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 a different uh, category but could be correlated with uh, uh, brain anatomy. Um, and also interesting uh, to see is, you know, this uh, a picture on the lower uh, right, uh, which is sort of a stained uh, microscopic image of a, 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 a type of a neuron cell, in this case a pyramidal neuron. Uh, it uh, looks like a tree, and the uh, green leaves uh, represent uh, the, the, the synapse connections. And one thing uh, I want to mention, all these green uh, leaves you uh, see in the diagram represent uh, data sets or, or annotated documents uh, contributed uh, by the uh, community, uh, so they could uh, attach their um, uh, data pages or, or even you know, papers, annotated papers or documents uh, as leaf nodes uh, to uh, each of these three. So uh, in uh, a nutshell, so we, we, we envision this uh, wiki neuron, uh, semantic media wiki um, uh, application would uh, facilitate this type of uh, collective and collaborative uh, knowledge uh, acquisition, uh, sharing, uh, and uh, annotation. So our future plan is to, uh, you know, uh, transform this prototype into an actual uh, collaborative um, in the neuroscience domain, 
uh, we uh, uh, plan to do that uh, by working closely with this so-called uh, NIF or New Science Information Framework, which is a uh, NIH-funded uh, consortium of uh, neuroscientists and uh, neuroinformaticians uh, uh, working together to uh, really, you know, facilitate uh, enhanced neuroscience research by allowing integrated access to um, a variety of diverse types of uh, data sets and um, uh, analysis tools. So that's basically uh, what I would like to, you know, just uh, give you a, a, a snapshot of, of this, um, pro uh, this project. Uh, if uh, people have questions or, or, or want to find out more information, feel free to uh, e email me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see, uh, has uh, Dorai um, uh, joined? Okay. Uh, I think we have a, a few minutes um, uh, for questions uh, here. Uh, uh, those of you who are on the uh, chat room, um, I think the best uh, option is to uh, uh, click the hand icon uh, to raise, uh, uh, raise your hand to get on the queue, and uh, uh, you can also type uh, questions in directly. Uh, Peter, did uh, did you have a uh, question yourself? Uh, I have a remark to make. Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, please. My turn. Yes. Uh, among the people whom we had hoped to come and give a lightning talk is one group uh, whom we did not manage to get, but would be interesting. And I will take the opportunity to put in a plug here. Uh, that uh, I was hoping that uh, Eldo Ganjami, whom uh, a few of you would know from Rome, Italy, uh, the Institute for Cognitive Science and Technology. Uh, they have been running a semantic wiki for the uh, ontology design pattern. So I was hoping uh, either he or his associate, uh, Valentina Prisciutti, uh, could have uh, made a presentation on their own. ODP semantic wiki today, but it uh, turns out they're both in uh, France on a, a NEON meeting, project meeting, so they couldn't make it. But uh, as a plug, uh, we have actually uh, planned a full session on pattern-based ontology design uh, that is coming up in two weeks. Uh, that would be February 5th, and I believe that definitely would be of interest to the uh, wider ontology community, but the fact that they've also used the Semantic Wiki platform uh, would make it interesting for people who are specifically uh, interested in seeing how different people use, apply Semantic Wikis uh, to their, for their purpose. So uh, please mark your calendar and look out for the uh, formal announcement of the February 5th session. Okay, back to, back to Mike. Okay, uh, thank you, Peter. Uh, well, did, do we have any uh, any other questions uh, here as well? Uh, okay, uh, Christoph. Um, there's not a question, actually, but I, I would like to make a short announcement. I will also post it in the chat. Um, the call for papers for the fourth Semantic Wiki workshop is out, and you can, you can see details on the homepage that I, the link that I just posted to the chat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, a question from uh, John McClure. Why don't you go ahead, John? Hello? Uh, yes. I'm, yes, thank you very much for organizing this presentation. I'd like to know if there's been any uh, report of, about the uh, issues surrounding attaching do documents to a, to 
to a semantic wiki and at the same time attaching, if you will, to the wiki page uh, the semantic statements that have been drawn, that can be drawn from that document. So the question is, has there been any work on the structural aspects within a semantic wiki to accommodate attached documents? Thank you. Thank you. Are there any of the presenters or others who'd like to respond to that? Uh, Yaron, would, uh, I see uh, you're typing. I'm asking about uh, in general, I suppose, uh, but because uh, Semantic Media Wiki uh, understands uh, OWL and the like, uh, it was it would seem quite applicable to Semantic Media, semantic media Wiki. Okay, uh, Peter Yim here. Maybe uh, I will make uh, one attempt to to see it. I, I, we don't have a solution yet, but between CIM3 and uh, Ken Baklowski's team from Northeastern University, while we were working with the PMWX, uh, the Purple Media Wiki extension, uh, we also had a task of, uh, of migration of data from Purple Wiki into uh, uh, Purple Semantic Media Wiki, or at least Purple Media Wiki. And in that process, the, this project sub-team actually has been set up to take that forward to do some import and export from uh, documents in general. Uh, we don't have the solution yet, but it's on our to-do list. I noticed Yaren has his end. Up, uh, if if Yaren, if you you are answering John's question, uh, please go ahead. Sorry, this is Yaren. I just figured out how to. I just succeeded on muting myself. Yeah, it, oh. it came up actually during the semantic during a meeting we had about semantic media wiki a few months ago. I, I guess there's a big um, demand for adding semantic markup directly to documents, which I guess means Word documents, Excel spreadsheets, or, you know, PowerPoint presentations, things like that. I assume that's what you're asking. Or images. The way Semantic Media Wiki solves it now, which is, a, I think, the right way to do it, is is to, to not embed semantic data directly within documents, but to have a separate wiki page that represents that document uh, where you put in all the data you want. Uh, and that way you have a nice... Uh, Separation and, and and it's not a hack. I just think it's not. Uh, I, I I don't think it's desirable to to start getting into um, making modifications to existing um, documents or sources for the purpose of uh, semantic storage or encoding. Okay, okay. thank you. Uh, let's say we have um, uh, anonymous still has their hand up. I'm not sure. Um that is. If you click the settings button at the top, you can uh, identify yourself. That might be the anonymous. My machine locked up before I could uh, click on the uh, the settings to register. I don't have a question, but I thoroughly enjoyed the sessions, and I hope to put um, some of the people that I've been working with in CA Big in touch with uh, some of the presenters today. So thank you very much. Uh, for the record, who, who was this who was talking? <laughs> I'm sorry, my name is Susan Turnbull is the last name. Oh, hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. Okay, okay. I think that's the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, did someone else have a comment? Okay, I think that that's, uh, that's uh, it for the uh, questions that are on the queue. Uh, I'd like to uh, 
uh, thank all of our presenters today and uh, all the other participants as well for uh, a very interesting and, uh, and informative session. Uh, I will uh, uh, remind folks that we have another uh, uh, session coming up in this series, um, and I don't actually have a date in front of me. Um, Peter, do you happen to have that handy? Yes, it's uh, February 12th. That would be the fifth and the second last session to the mini-series. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, and the focus, again, will still be on applications, but this time uh, on horizontal applications. Okay. Uh, I know some of the sessions have been lined up for that already, and I think it will be another uh, uh, very, uh, very interesting session. Any final comments from anybody else? Thanks, everyone, for yet another wonderful session. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye.